Hello and welcome to Evolving Enterprise. We'll talk to businesses here in the city of Johnstown, Cambria County, Pennsylvania, and surrounding areas. In particular, businesses that have been sustainable over multiple generations in this Rust Belt region by expanding their reach to outside territories, whether it be across neighboring counties, a tri-state area, the nation, or across the world. I'm your host, Russ O'Reilly, reporter for the Tribune Democrat. Now, let me introduce you to our guests today and give you some background for their story. Joe and Janice Martella opened Martella's Pharmacy on Franklin Street in Johnstown's 8th Ward in 1964. The city was bustling then, as you'll hear Janice talk about. Of course, at that time, the Johnstown plants of the Bethlehem Steel Corporation provided thousands of jobs, as well as direct or indirect support for all types of small businesses. But that began to decline in the 1970s, and Bethlehem closed its Johnstown operation in 1992. Today, the city's population of less than 20,000 is about a third of what it was when the Martellas opened their pharmacy. But the broader populations of Cambria County as a whole, along with other counties including Somerset, have given businesses the opportunity to grow. Martellas Pharmacy is an example of how a business can expand its, its footprint by seizing opportunities in other counties or territories as they arise. Janice and her daughter Kathleen Martella are both guests for this episode. Kathleen and her five siblings run the business today and have expanded the pharmacy from what their parents started. For example, they've invested in a machine that makes individualized tear-and-go medication packs so that people don't have to fumble with multiple prescription bottles. Martellas is the only Medipack provider in the region. In 2006, the Martella family also branched out and started supplying pharmaceuticals to state prison systems across the United States, all from a location in Somerset County. But before we, we begin, there's something else. When Janice at age 81 visited the Tribune Democrat's office to tell me her story, she was spotted by members of the sports staff who showed her a poster in the newsroom of Martella Pharmacy's baseball team's 2018 Triple ABA tournament victory. Her husband, Joe, who passed away in 2001, was a longtime supporter of the national tournament hosted in Johnstown, the All-American Amateur Baseball Tournament, or the Triple ABA. In 2018, the team sponsored by Martellus Pharmacy claimed Johnstown's first ever Triple ABA National Tournament Championship with a win over New Orleans at Sergeant Stadium at the point. So we just toured the newsroom there and you saw that poster and that was 2018, right? Martellus won the Triple ABA tournament. And uh, take me back, back to then. How, how did that feel for you, Janice? I just thought... Joe was watching from above and made that last play. And Kathleen had pictures of me bawling. I couldn't help it. I just was so, I'm just so proud of him. And he would have loved it. What was it about Johnstown that, uh, that Joe loved so much? When Joe got out of pharmacy school, he went over to Clearfield and Phillipsburg and also Dubois. And his desire was always to come home because his family was there. And when I met him, I thought, oh my gosh, we'll stay up in Phillipsburg. But it didn't happen that way. His aunt and uncle had a pharmacy and we bought the pharmacy from him. So we moved down a year after we bought it. Yeah, things happened pretty quickly. I saw you were married in 1963. And then the next year, Martellus Pharmacy talked to me about how, what Johnstown was like at that time. Johnstown at that time was thriving. And I remember coming from a little town 
gone to pen traffic in Gloucester. So I thought it was in New York City. I never saw anything like it. And my children loved it. And the best thing about our life was we were always with people. You know, we always, we just had so many friends here that Joe came back to. And that time, I remember looking out of our upstairs window and they still had the tracks from the streetcars. And probably around that era, maybe two years before they had eliminated the streetcars. So it was all different. It was really, and we lived above the drugstore. Uh, and that was a situation too, because we moved into a little apartment and then our children were coming and the yard that they played in was right outside the drugstore, right on top of would be, um, it's really a little yard in there, a little, you know, that's where our children played. And we're talking about Franklin Street? We're talking about Franklin Street. Yeah, we had no. And the sad thing about where I lived then, I didn't have neighbors. There was nobody. <laughs> there was just us up there. So Joe being from Johnstown, he had so many friends, many, many friends. And we spent a lot of time with them. So I wasn't always like a recluse, you know, up there. It was difficult because I was young. I was young. And How old were you? I was 21 and he was 28. And uh, it was an adjustment from a little town to what I thought was a great big city. Yeah, well, you're from Osceola Mills, right? I, and before you married Joe, you were in cosmetology. I was, I had my license and I had a little beauty shop. And uh, prior to that, my father was a contractor and uh, I helped him with his book work a little bit, and you know, I had a little bit of understanding about business from him. Uh, so then, did did you and Joe work at the pharmacy together? How did no. that? Everything was together. We were never apart. Um, actually, when we moved here, we had very very little. So I became the secretary at nighttime, and he worked the drugstore. But probably for maybe one or two years, when we bought the store, it needed to be rebuilt. The business was just not there. And uh, he just was a worker. He worked seven days a week. Sometimes it was nine and 10 hours a day. And that was for a couple of years. And the business wasn't there. So, and what, why were some of the reasons do you, you think that was? Well, Joe's uncle was elderly. He was getting up in years. And I think that things had really, really changed. At the time, I hadn't seen the drugstore before we moved in. But at one time it had a fountain in it. So the soda fountain, the kids from a court would come up and you know, and then I remember when we bought the place, it had a phone booth in it. And that's how I would get in touch with my family from, you know, on this little phone book. But it, it was just different, that's all. So can you think back to a point in time when the, the business really grew? It probably took two years and uh, along the way, because of Joe, the personality he had, we had help. Uh, the big help that we had was a preacher from Phillipsburg. And he told Joe, when he would come to Johnstown, he said, someday, he said, I want you to help me with you know, the business from, he actually had a nursing home. And that's how it started. Uh, and then along the way, there was Nilcliffe Manor now he did get that, I'm ahead, probably ahead of myself. 
he had Millcliff Manor, and that was a nursing home, and that was right up the street from Kanawha, right at the end of the block. Well, that's how it started to get a little bit better. Right at the end of the block of Franklin Street, right? So the hospital was always there across yes. from Marcello's? And across the street on the left-hand side from our front door was a nursing home. And the nursing students would... Nursing school. Uh, nursing school, yeah, it was right across the street. So it, was, we, it got busier because of Joe's personality and because he was young. And because all the friends that he made that he came back to. He, he never forgot anybody. Can you talk about the services that the pharmacy provided the community and how they've maybe changed over time? Well, it started with Joe's kindness to people. And even after all the years he's been gone, people tell me stories of how he helped people that had very little. Uh, people that had children and maybe that had illnesses, uh, and, you know, of course, he tried to help. And I know when I came here, uh, it was very, very unusual for this person to tell me that their father had cancer. And at that time, things were so hard for them. And Joe helped them with their their uh, prescriptions and that made it a lot easier for them. It's bad enough that you have an illness. But he didn't do that for just one person. It was many people that had uh, Kathleen actually knows people that had a big family, they would come to him because he was helping. Uh, he just, he was so generous and then... How about the lady that you delivered in a snowstorm? He delivered uh, in all kinds of weather. It didn't matter what it was, but one horrible, horrible December day, this lady who loved my husband, she had a really a difficult time having children. and. Uh, she had gone to somebody and they were giving her some sort of a, a treatment plan. Well, wouldn't you know, the worst day of the winter, she needed her prescription. And I hopped in the car with him. I don't know how I ever got there, but we did. And Kathleen has talked to this lady and she has children because of my husband. Honestly, you know, he really saved her. And she told me the story. This, mm -hmm. this woman told me the story. Mm -hmm. Prescription so that she could keep on her regimen that her doctor yes. had her on so that she could try to conceive. Got mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that's that's never changed. It, it's carried through. Um, and that's what keeps us in business is the, the community, um, the customers, the families. Um, you know, we have families that have been coming to us since I was a little girl that I could remember. You know, I worked in the pharmacy. We all worked in the pharmacy. My brothers worked in the parking lot. Um, one brother sold flowers out front at Easter and Mother's Day. Um, so it, it's generations of families that, that have kept us in business. And it's the community. And it's um, it's the special service. When you come in, they'll know your name after you're, you, you're in there once. The next time you come in, they'll remember you. And that's like that in all of our locations. We, we have um, our employees have really been um, a big part of who we are and, and why we are where we are right now. So talk about your other locations then, because I'm still in my mind imagining the Franklin Street location. At what point did you move, like, add other locations and, and maybe talk about that strategy about why you opened where? Yeah, so, um, you know, Boswell Prescription Center was uh, my sister. Jackie went on her own as a pharmacist. She 
was working at a little pharmacy on Main Street in Boswell. And she had a, a vision to open a bigger pharmacy and she moved a block away and it was an old sewing factory. So that was Boswell Prescription Center. Um, then they had the opportunity for a pharmacy in Central City. So it was a, a person that was in business that was looking to sell. So a lot of our, our business came from independence, one is wanting to stay with independence. So they'd approach us. You know, there were there's some independents that just did not want to go to a chain. And we had a good reputation. And so that's how we started to grow the business, just one by one. Um, as opportunities presented, we as a team would look and say, you know, is this a community we want to be in? Is this a community that has needs? Um, are we a good fit? And and every pharmacy that followed just fell into our lap. And uh, we had a nice growth pace where we, we were able to work together as a family. We all had our, our lanes. My, my father passed away after Central City was purchased, probably a couple years after. In 2001. 2001. So following that um, was Wimber. Uh, pharmacy, Park Hill, Martellus Pharmacy of Wimber, um, Park Hill Pharmacy, actually that was before Wimber, and Ligonier Pharmacy was our most recent. Okay, so you're um, within the region of Somerset County, Westmoreland County. Well, Wimber is pretty much still Johnstown. Right. Um, but in Boswell, so that's, that's Somerset. Somerset County, Central yeah. City, Somerset County, and Ligonier is your most recent, you said? Westmoreland, so... Yeah. Yeah, and, and so uh, you're in a, a few different directions. Uh, do you have plans to expand further? What's the future look like? It, it's tough. I mean, it's really been tough. COVID's been tough. It's been tough on our employees, our staff. Um, it's been tough for our customers. Um, you know, we, we never roll it out. We just we just wait and see what comes in our lap. Being an independent is, is a struggle these days, the, the big chains. Are, are trying to squeeze the little independents out and mail order pharmacy. So uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. We're just, we're happy with what we have right now. We're, we're fighting to keep independent alive in this area. And that's where we're at. Compared with 1964, when the, you had a more robust, bustling population and uh, other kinds of businesses around to, to now, has the demographic shifts affected the business or maybe well you know we always have to think outside the box we have to think about what our community needs and and one thing that really helped us was about 10 years ago um, we found medipack well we we named it medipack but we went to a pharmacy in pittsburgh we had seen a product and we were interested in it and it really started with my mom and seeing even as pharmacists how hard it is to manage her medications as she was getting older She's on a lot of different medications, and it was even hard for us as, as a pharmacy family to make sure that she's taking her medications at the right time every day and not missing her medications. So we went to look at a pharmacy in Aliquippa, actually, and we looked at this machine and we decided to make the financial purchase to buy the machine that does the Medipack, what we now call Martella's Medipack. And that's really helped our business it's helped our customers. It's it's grown our customer base. It's from people that are that are older, like my mom, that have the pill organizers that you see carrying around, and then they drop it, and the, the pills get messed up um, for traumatic brain injury patients, mental health patients, chronic care patients. So it's it's really helped our business a lot. 
I don't know exactly what it is. Can you tell me? I love it. I can tell you right away what it is because my children were getting a little frustrated with me putting my things in the right little pack. Well, along came MediPack, and you can't go wrong because if I take my medicine at 8 o'clock in the morning, there's a little plastic, like a little tiny, I would say like a little tiny baggie, but it's way smaller than that. It has my dose in the morning. It has my dose at uh, lunchtime. Uh, it has my nighttime dose. Now, how can I screw that up? Well, I mean, so it's all there. It's, it's a perforated pack mm-hmm. where you get a 30-day supply of all your medications, and it comes in one box, and they're tear-off pouches so that if she was gone for the day or for three days, she'd just tear off three days' worth of her medications. Clearly marked 7 a.m. Monday morning, noon Monday, uh, 7 p.m. Monday evening. So, And within each of those pouches are the pills that she's supposed to take for that period of time. And if my pills do change, and sometimes they do, I'm lucky because my family makes sure that I get the right, the new medication, and they come and take my Medipack, take it apart, and maybe put the new medication in there instead of the other one. These Medipacks go all over the country. Your customer base, it really widened after this, right? We're all over um, the region. We, we don't go out of the country, out of the state, because of state laws, pharmacy state laws. But outside the region, I mean, we've been really successful. Okay, good. So uh, how much of a swath of Pennsylvania? Like, can you geographically, how do you describe it? Well, I'd say Cambria and Somerset mm-hmm. is our biggest footprint. We do have some in Westmoreland, but Cambria is the most, and, and Somerset, I'd say, is close behind. And it's as people see it. You know, you may go to someone's house and... You may see it somewhere and ask about it, and you, you might have a family member that needs it, and, and so that's what's happened. It's just continued to grow. Do they, like, do you own this Medipack now? Is it your product, or how does that, do other pharmacies have this too? Uh, other pharmacies have it, none near us regionally. I I'm, couldn't even tell you where the closest pharmacy is, maybe Pittsburgh. It was an investment, quite a, you know, yeah. nice. At first, we wondered if it would work, but it did. I was a, I was a guinea pig, I guess to know that it would work, and it's been wonderful. Martellus also provides medications for prison populations, and it does that through a location in Jennerstown, Somerset County. Yeah, so Jennerstown is is Boswell Pharmacy Services, and it's a closed-door institutional pharmacy. It's a hidden gem. Uh, Most people around this area don't know about it, and and that's okay by us. Uh, We service prisoners in state prison systems throughout the United States. And we um, we employ about 150 people from that location. We've been in business since 2006. And that business actually started from Boswell Prescription Center when Jackie was approached in this business enterprise to supply pharmaceuticals to the Somerset County Jail. And actually, my father had worked there at the time. He was starting to uh, go in semi-retirement mode, we could say. And he was there helping my sister, Jackie, when we did Somerset County Jail, and that's before I came on board. And then through that success, uh, the pharmacy was able to, Boswell Prescription Center, was able to secure one-third of the state of Pennsylvania, their state correctional system. And so from there, that's when I came on board and we started adding state systems and we started adding employees and and the rest is history. But like I said, it's a hidden, hidden gem 
the thing that I'd like to say most about that is that we have tenured valuable employees that have been with us for 20 years since we started that and they're loyal, they're dedicated, and we provide a lot of employment opportunities for families in that area. That part of the business is closed to the public. It's not a retail pharmacy. We consider it completely separate our retail part of the business. So the retail part that's in Ligonier, Winber, uh, Summer, uh, Central City, and Johnstown, am I missing a location? Park Hill. Park Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's self-sustainable. That's You don't need the prison contracts in order for that to keep thriving. No, they're, they're completely separate businesses, separate setups. As a matter of fact, every pharmacy is set up differently. Franklin Street is our flagship location for specialty medications throughout the region. Um, If you go see a a specialty, say an ortho, and they have a certain medication they want you on, if you go to a chain store, most likely they'll tell you they don't have it in stock. You'll have to come back tomorrow or the next day until they can get it. Um, So we, Franklin Street has become the flagship for if you can't find a medication, call our pharmacy will have it. And the physicians know that. So the physicians, if it's a difficult medication to find, if it's an expensive medication, they know to direct them to our pharmacy. And so we have a really good relationship with the physicians around the area and the hospital. Um, and mostly our niche that, that's helped grow the business is especially portion, the more difficult medications to find. Plus, um, we have nursing homes that we provide pharmacy services for. So we have a lot of inventory. The chains, they only allow you to have so many bottles in stock at a, at a time. So it, it's unusual for us to be out of a medication. And if we are, and a customer comes in, we can get it from another location and have it delivered. So uh, I, I think we offer a lot more flexibility that maybe people still aren't aware of. What's your key to sustainability? Well, I told somebody one time that my whole life was a love affair. And love affair was meeting my best friend, my husband. And next thing was having such a big family and a close family. Um, maybe we were rural close because we were so confined when the three first three children were born. And then when we moved to McKinley Avenue, you know, close to um, high schools and everything, we all joined together. I mean, some days. My children like each other. And at the end of the day, they go to sleep at night loving each other. They forget their, you know, their little differences and everything. But I think having a family unit and having the love that we have for each other, I think that's why we're still here, because we love our community. But I think a lot of it has to do with hard work. You know, we we model after our dad. Our employees will tell you that we pack pills next to them. We work right next to our employees. Uh, they don't work for us. We work with them. And they would all tell you that. We've had long-standing employees that have been with us for 45 years. You know, one employee's been with us since I was a little kid. Um, really, the answer to answer your question, that the success is hard work from all of us, but our employees. Like, we, we just have... We are very fortunate to have dedicated employees who still know my, you know, remember my dad. And if they, the ones that didn't know him, know of him through the community, through us, um, through employees or customers that come in the store. So I think 
the, the success is hard work, our employees, and our commitment to the community. I can't even tell you. There probably isn't a customer that would come in that would tell you that we wouldn't support anything. Their, their child, their grandchild did uh, all the schools around the area and every everywhere where we have a pharmacy, we're sponsoring a, a baseball team, we're sponsoring a basket party. That is tough because we're little and we constantly get hit up for donations. Um, we balance that commitment and, and we look who patronizes us, who's been part of our business for a long time and that's that's how we decide who to support and it's always been about the community for us. Here's a question for Janice. What's the what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? You and Joe to leave behind. My legacy is to maintain the same love and compassion that my husband had for everybody and my legacy would to say to the children, uh, and maybe their grandchildren, what do you know about your grandfather and grandma? Well, love everybody, be patient, which isn't easy sometimes even with a big family, and give to others, give, keep on giving to others. And I think part of that came because Joe and I started with very, very little. And I was always proud to be his wife. He was humble and I want to be that way. I want my children to be like he was, uh, not showy. Just be good people. That would make me very, very proud. And I hope I can look down someday and hope they continue what their father had started. And your children, Kathleen's here. The names of your other children and, and they're part of, of the family business. Right. Jackie, Joe, and Kathleen, and their brother Chris sometimes helps out a little bit too. Mark lives in Pittsburgh, and Pat, of course, you know, has his own little business. So, but it's amazing. We see each other quite often, even, you know, as busy as they get. Uh, never a holiday that we aren't together. I mean, maybe sometimes um, the in-laws or son-in-laws can't get it, but that's how we've always been. We've just, we're close. We're close. Well, I think this has been a great episode of this, this podcast. I really appreciate you both coming in. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I would say for anybody that listens to us, pay it forward. Kindness, um, help your fellow man, believe in God. Kathleen, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? You know, I'd say continue to, for anyone that's listening, continue to support local. Not just us as a pharmacy, but there's boutiques, there's restaurants. Continue to support local. It's a struggle. It's 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 harder and harder all the time. Um, like my mom said, give back. If you can give back, especially now, that's a, it's a good time to give back if you can. And supporting the community as a whole, supporting each other. So those are my takeaways. And I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of this Johnstown community for my entire life. Thanks for listening. Until next time, check out other Tribune Democrat podcasts at tribdem.com or platforms including Spotify. <laughs>